Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Talk and Golf with Ann Ligori on The Fan. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York. Talking golf with Anne Liguori on this Sunday morning, September 3rd. How are we doing this morning? Hope you're having a great Labor Day weekend so far, enjoying your golf. Hey, maybe you're heading out to the Billie Jean King USTA National Tennis Center for some U.S. Open tennis action later today. Talking Golf with Allegoria is brought to you by Ivy Cole Luxury Athleisure Apparel for Men and Women, featuring the exclusive ice-filled cooling technology along with UPF 50 Plus Sun Protection. Visit IBKUL.com to learn more. And this is the final show of the season. And uh, what a joy to connect with you all, starting with the first Sunday in April from Augusta National, previewing the Masters and bringing you the other majors, the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour tournaments, the, the many USGA championships, and sharing news from both the uh, pro and amateur golf worlds, not only in New York here in the metro area, but throughout the country and globally each week, and uh, bringing conversations to you from top journalists and broadcasters and movers and shakers in the business, the LPGA commissioner, players, agents, newsmakers in both the women's and men's game. I just love hosting this show, and I truly appreciate all the positive feedback I get each week from many of you loyal listeners. Well, this morning, CBS Sports golf analyst Frank Nabilo, he will join us after the 820 break. We'll Look back at this 2023 season and pontificate uh, Zach Johnson's Ryder Cup, his captain's pick. So I have a lot to say about that. And uh, we'll visit with Frank Darby as well. Get his take on Keegan Bradley being omitted as a captain's pick on the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Frank recruited him years ago when Frank was the head golf coach at St. John's and uh, knows Keegan Bradley very well. So we'll get to all that in this hour. So let's dig in right now. Of course, the big news this past week was uh, Zach Johnson's six Ryder Cup captain's picks, which he announced on Tuesday at the PJ of America headquarters in Texas and to round out the U.S. Ryder Cup team of 12. Now here are 
the captain's pick, Sam Burns, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Ricky Fowler. Of course, they join the six players who automatically qualified for the team, Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantley, Max Homa, and Xander Schauffele. Uh, four of the guys are rookies, Sam Burns, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, all rookies. And then uh, Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth have played on four Ryder Cups. So a combination of rookies and uh, a lot of the guys have Ryder Cup experience. And uh, yes, I have several issues with these picks. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Keegan Bradley and Lucas Glover should have been selected instead of Sam Burns and Justin Thomas. Uh, I have nothing personal toward uh, these guys, Burns and Thomas. They're... There's just so much depth in the game. It's so difficult, I know, to pick six players when you have so many to choose from. So much talent. And they're all nice guys. They can gel on any team, I think, with any player for the most part. But JT had a terrible season. I like JT. He's a very nice guy. He's so talented. But this season, he missed five of eight cuts since the uh, PJ Championship in May. He did not qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs. He missed the cut at the Masters. He tied for 65th at the PJ Championship. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He missed the cut at the Open Championship. I just don't think he deserves to be on the team this year when Keegan Bradley and Lucas Glover played lights out. And yes, I understand that uh, Justin Thomas played on the last two Ryder Cup teams. He compiled a 6-2-1 record. Um, U.S. Captain uh, Zach Johnson called him, in quote, the heart and soul of Team USA Ryder Cups. He called him uh, our emotional leader. He just leads by example. I get all that. And I get that he and Jordan Spieth are close and and they play well together and, and it's match play. So you can count on your partner a lot and you have to be comfortable with your partner. But don't you want the top performing players representing Team USA, the guys who have their so-called A-games leading into the Ryder Cup. I know it's a couple weeks away and anything can happen, Um, but I I do think the criticism that Johnson's picks uh, were somewhat of a boys club, I I do think that has some merit to it. You know, many of these guys, Spieth, JT, Ricky Feller, they vacation together, they hang out together. They're around the same age. They're obviously very comfortable with each other. I don't think captain's pick should be about, you know, you know, buddy-buddy groups if a player's current performance, um, you know, does not warrant inclusion. It's, yes, it's so important to have team chemistry, for sure, and to be comfortable with whom you're playing with. But uh, it's also important to, to be at the top of your game and to earn your way in based on performance. And, uh, hey, I I hope JT has a great Ryder Cup and exceeds his expectations. I will be there. I will be pulling for them, all of them, as an American, for sure. I know I'm a journalist, but, you know, I'm an American as well. Uh, I just think, you know, Johnson did say that current form is a part of the decision-making process. Um, So, but he also said fit for the golf course, fit for the team room, experience are also criteria. And then he said, in quotes, you don't leave JT at home. And 
It will be interesting to see how much pressure, on top of the immense pressure that any Ryder Cup places on all the players. Uh, you know, knowing that he is a controversial pick this season, it will be interesting to see if and how he handles that pressure and if he can play above all of that. I mean, I wish him well. I, 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 I like him and, and appreciate his talent and passion for these international team competitions. You know, I think all eyes will be on Justin Thomas in the hopes that he brings his A game to Marco Simone for sure. Uh, but again, if I'm captain... It's tough to leave <clears throat> Keegan Bradley and Lucas Glover off that team. Bradley won the Travelers Championship in June, the uh, Zozo Championship to start the season last October. He finished in the top 10 at the Tour Championship. He had a runners-up at the Farmers Insurance Open. I really do believe uh, you know, Keegan uh, played well enough to, to get on this team. And he spoke with Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel. Uh, on Tuesday after the picks were announced and said he was super bummed out. He thought he put together a really good year with two wins, he said, uh, including the Travelers in an elite field. He said he's very proud of what he's done. He also said in quotes, I've always been an outsider in the sport, but I have tried to get closer to the guys I thought would be on the team. He said, I feel like moving forward, I'm going to have to automatically qualify for the Ryder Cup. That said, I'm still pulling for the U.S. team. That Those were quotes from Keegan Bradley, and of course he's handling it very well. I mean, what can he say, right? I, I know he's extremely disappointed, but, you know, but he said he's always been an outsider in the sport, and he's tried to get closer to the guys he thought would be on the team. You know, he's obviously hinting at the fact that there is somewhat of a boys club, and he is on the outside looking in. Uh, yeah, he's older than the guys. He's older than JT, Ricky, Jordan. I mean, what, Keegan's 37 years old. But I think age should not make a difference if you're really playing better. Um, and then his other quote speaks volumes as well when he said moving forward, he's going to have to qualify automatically. And that brings me to another point. I think having six captain's picks is way too many. I'd rather see them have you know, have like eight or ten qualify automatically on points, and then the captain should have two or four captain's picks at the most. I think that would, uh, you know, bring in the guys who really perform the best over the, the course of the season based on points and rankings and, and really how well they have performed throughout the season and, and get what they deserve, you know, get a chance to play. Of course, Lucas Glover, he won back-to-back PJ Tour events in August, the Wyndham Championship, the uh, St. Jude Championship, finished tied for 18th at the Tour Championship. Yeah, I mean, he's 43 years old, but I think having him on the team would be an asset. He played on two President's Cups. He's never been on a Ryder Cup team. Um, you know, maybe if had he finished a, a little higher in the Tour Championships, he would have been in. Uh, Sam Burns, he won the WGC match play in March. He's had two top tens since then, including a tie for ninth at the Tour Championships. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's a great player, great, great putter. And he and Scotty Scheffler are closed. And Zach Johnson mentioned a few times during his press conference that the six automatic picks had a lot to say about who should be the captain's picks. How much? It's hard to tell. But, you know, 
It does sound like the six guys who automatically qualified did have a big voice. I, I can see picking Ricky Fowler, definitely. He's, uh, he won the Rocket Mortgage Classic. He was tied for fifth at the U.S. Open. He earned seven top tens. But, oh, my gosh, you have to feel for Cameron Young. I mean, he was ninth on the Ryder Cup points list, the highest-ranked player in Ryder Cup standings who was not picked. He was above Morikawa. He was above Sam Burns. He was above Ricky Fowler. He was above Justin Thomas, who was 15th. Cameron Young was second at the World Golf Championships, Dow Technologies match play. He tied for seventh at the Masters. He had five top ten finishes. He did not close out the season in top form, for sure. He missed qualifying for the Tour Championship. But uh, I think what even made it worse was Vice Captain Freddie Couples said publicly a few weeks back that Cameron Young was going to be a captain's pick. He said that. So when Zach Johnson was asked about that comment, he said that Freddie said that in, in jest. But boy, that hurts when you think you're going and then you, you don't get the, the call. That, that hurts. A few Ryder Cup uh, points. Last Ryder Cup was in Whistling Straits in, at, in 2021. The U.S. dominated Europe 19-9. It was amazing. It was so much fun. It was the largest margin of victory in the event since uh, the inclusion of continental Europe, which happened back in 1979. It used to be just the U.S. against Great Britain, not all of Europe. So certainly the Americans are feeling confident coming off that 10-point win. But it's been 30 years can't believe it. 30 years since the U.S. won on European soil. That means the U.S. has lost each of the past six Ryder Cups played in Europe. And three of those losses, the Americans got crushed by seven points or more. The last time the U.S. won overseas was 1993 at the Bowtree. So they have a lot to prove going over there. And we'll see what happens. Meanwhile, the European team, well, we have Roy McIlroy. John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Tyrell Hatton, they've uh, already secured automatic qualification onto Team Europe. Now, Matthew Fitzpatrick has a two-shot lead heading into the final round today at the Omega European Masters. He shot a 367 yesterday, and he's at 15 under overall. He needs to finish in seventh place or better to lock in the final qualifying spot via the world points list. His younger brother, Alex Fitzpatrick, is tied for fifth. Wouldn't it be cool if both the Fitzpatrick brothers made the European team? Who knows? Maybe uh, Alex could be a captain's pick. Robert McIntyre could make the third and final automatic spot on the European points list. Shane Lowry could be a pick. Anyway, European captain Luke Donald will announce his captain's picks tomorrow, and he has six of them as well. And the U.S. Solheim Cup team, they are set September 22nd to the 24th in Spain. Lilia Vu, Nelly Corda, Allison Corpus, Megan Zhang, Jennifer Cupcho, Daniel Kang, Andrea Lee, and Lexi Thompson, Rose Zhang are also on the team. And uh, the three captain's picks from U.S. Captain Stacey Lewis, Ali Ewing, Cheyenne Knight, and Angel Yin. Now, Team Europe beat the U.S. 15-13 in the 2021 Solheim Cup in Toledo, Ohio, and the European teams took the last two. So the U.S. overall it leads 10-7, to 7, but the uh, U.S. has a lot to prove when they go to Spain, the Solheim Cup. Walker Cup, 
top 10 amateur guys from the U.S. against the top 10 Great Britain and Ireland amateur guys being played in St. Andrews to massive crowds. Exciting. And uh, Great Britain and Ireland started today's second and final round with a three-shot lead, seven and a half to four and a half, which is actually the biggest lead since 1989. Uh, they took a 3-1 lead yesterday in the morning foursomes, which is alternate shot, as you know. Then they grabbed the uh, single session yesterday afternoon, 4.5 to 3.5. So the U.S., has, they've won the Walker Cup the last three times. So it would be disappointing if they couldn't win today. They have to come out punching early to overcome that three-point deficit. So they are playing alternate shot this morning. And then they have 10 singles matches this afternoon. And remember, the Walker Cup's full of history. I recently played National Golf Links of America in Southampton and saw the Walker Cup trophy. It began there in 1922. So cool. Uh, What else is going on? Well, we are up against the clock, but... uh, Congratulations to Todd White, who won the U.S. Senior Amateur Championship in Lake Tahoe this past week. I love it. It's a great story. He he teaches history at a high school in South Carolina. And uh, it's just, he said, hopefully it's something that I can take back with me into my career in the classroom and show the students that hard work does pay off and nothing is given to you. You have to earn it. I feel like that's what I've done here this week is I've earned it. Congratulations, Todd White. And I love that quote. What a great example he can set for his students. All right, coming up, CBS Sports golf analyst Frank Nabilo, former touring professional, winner of 15 titles worldwide. We're going to recap the 2023 golf season, talk Ryder Cup with Frank Nabilo when we come back. But first, let me tell you that Ivy Cole Luxury Athleisure Wear for both men and women offers the highest performance-driven apparel to look and feel your best on and off the course. Ivy Cole offers multifunctional intelligent moisture sensor fabrics featuring the exclusive Iceville technology that cools your skin up to five degrees so you can stay cool, comfortable, and odor-free on hot and humid days. Ivy Cool Apparel also features UPF 50 Plus sun protection, colorful, stylish, ultra-soft fabrics with the latest technology to protect your skin. Look and feel your best. Learn more at IBKUL.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Talkin' Golf with Ann Liguori on The Fan. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Talking Golf with Ann Liguori on this beautiful Sunday morning, Labor Day holiday weekend. Hope you're not laboring, having some fun. And it is my pleasure to welcome in CBS Sports Golf Analyst, the one and only Frank Nabolo. Welcome to Talking Golf, Frank. Oh, thanks, Ann. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I hope it's beautiful where you are. And uh, I have to tell you, another great golf season, not only for golf, but for CBS Sports. Yeah, I think we were very happy from top to top to bottom. Um, the changes that were made a few years ago, you know, Seller Shy um, and Steve Milton, they do such a great job. All the technological changes with drones, uh, audio, walk and talks, you name it, always trying to push the bar going forward. And also, you know, a nice blend of youthful voices and Colt and Amanda um, across, you know, Dottie. Uh, I think it's a great blend. We've had a lot of fun on the road. CBS's longest season, but, you know, we, we felt like uh, we, we did the, the audience proud. Yeah, it's always a good watch and a good listen. And I read, actually, that the coverage of uh, the Sunday's final round of the Tour Championship on CBS Sports was the most watched in what, the last five years of the tournament. It doesn't hurt when you have Victor Hovland firing a, what, a, a 63 to hold off Xander, but uh, that was quite a finish. Yeah, to finish a year off, a season, should I say, not a year, to finish a season off with, with the way in which Xander and Victor played, because you think with everything that was on the line, and, and I know that you know, the, the format still confuses some people because you're trying to really do two things in once. You're trying to reward a season, give a little bit of an advantage, and at the same token, you're still trying to reward that Sunday. So, so it's very, very hard to get something that works. I still think it can be tweaked, but to come down to that level of golf on a Sunday with everything on the line, uh, I thought that was great. You know, hats off to both. You know, they both finished 19 under respectively for the week on their own ball. Um, so that level of golf to finish off, I, I think, is one of the highlights of the season. And for Hovland to, to win, you know, two weeks in a row, just tremendous. He's only 25. I mean, that, that kid has so much talent. It's, he's fun to watch. Just so good. Yeah, he's a, he's a world former – well, he's going to be a world number one. Um, he, has, he just has the pedigree. We've, we've been lucky over the last decade to have so many world-class amateurs, whether they be from America or, or around the world, and turn into great professionals. That doesn't always happen. And Victor has, has improved his liability, which was his chipping. You know, everybody sort of has an Achilles heel. Um, his work with Joseph Mayo, uh, is his ability to, to really not take a backward step in this game, I, I've found one of the most impressive things. And his performance in the majors as well. It's not like he plays well in certain events and not in others. Across the board, his game travels well. Um, yeah, he's just world class already. He's so much fun to watch and, and, you know, talk about a tremendous golf season. Let's start with the men. You had John Rahm just putting on a, a ball-striking clinic to win the Masters, and then he went, goes on and wins, you know, he wins four overall. Uh, Scotty Scheffler winning the Phoenix Open and the Players' Championship. You got Brooks Kepka putting on, you know, the Brooks Kepka show, winning the PJ Championship with his 
incredible iron play. Wyndham Clark, what, what a nice surprise that at the U.S. Open, Wyndham winning. And then Brian Harmon, you know, just putting like a, a machine. So talk about what was, you know, some of your favorite moments with the guys this season. Uh, I'm going to actually start with Canada, uh, believe it or oh, not. Yeah. Because you know, sure. for the first time, Canada had four different winners. Um, so they had a banner year, and, and finally they got rid of the Pat Fletcher curse with Nick Taylor making that 72-foot part um, across the 18th green. Um, obviously, Adam Hadwin got tackled in the light. So, but, you know, <laughs> coming funny. from a, a Commonwealth country, I've always identified with the guys that are north of the border. So, so to me, just seeing that sort of fervor, um, the desperation for the local fans to see it done and then finally happen, that was great. But, you know, going back to the, the five biggest tournaments, um, it's just we had a, a season, I think, that kept getting punctuation marks during the course of the year. The Ram Kepka Masters, I think, was the perfect tonic for the start of the year. Scotty winning the players. And it looked like it was going to be the year of Scotty Scheffler. And sadly, there's more questions at the end of the year when you're that good and people go, well, what if he putted just a little bit better? So it's terrible when we when we grade a player like that, like what if, as opposed to, hey, look at the, the level they sustained week in, week out. Kepka's won at the PGA Championship from a technical point of view. I thought the course set up beautifully for this generation of players and coming down to the wire between he and Victor. Um, Corey Connors was, was right in there until he hit that lip of the bunker on 16. And you've already mentioned Wyndham. Um, I thought LA Country Club with its changes held up. And then Brian Harmon, it was more than just punting. He drove the ball beautifully. The amount of times he had to go in with two or three or four clubs longer than some of the guys he was playing with. So the beauty of those five biggest tournaments, they're all going to be there for the Ryder Cup. So there's still more to be done in the season. Um, And and obviously there's question marks with the Ryder Cup. But, you know, I think golf, we should never answer all the questions during the course of the year. We should sort of create some new ones for 2024. And I think that's going to happen. Well, before we get into the Ryder Cup, who do you think is going to be player of the year? Um, (laughs) I'm on the record sort of going John Rahm. Victories count. Um, I, I think... As I said, Scotty is going to have a question mark, the year that could have been. I think with John, we just say John had four wins and one of them is the Masters. It's quite simple. And with Scotty, it's almost like a negative mark, like it could, it should have been so much better. Players' championship counts for a lot, two wins, but two against four, you know, I, I think the four wins have to be the tiebreaker. And, of course, the women with Lilia Vu winning two majors, uh, Celine Boutier winning the Evian Championship in her home country. That was special. Uh, Allison Corpus winning at Pebble Beach, the U.S. Open, you know, lots. And then, oh, gosh, how can you forget Rose Zhang, right? Capturing her very first professional tournament, right? Uh, a lot of great women's moments as well, right, Frank? Yeah, Rose, I think, was the outstanding one because, once again, you know, we, we, I'm watching a little bit of tennis because uh, the U.S. Open's on, and, and obviously a lot of the focus is on Coco Golf. Um, so we, we we always focus on these young stars coming through, and sometimes they they take a few years to come good. And with Rose, no, the, once again, the transition was so seamless. And, and it shows you that the work that they've done prior to turning professional was the right type of work. And another star in the future, and the game's healthy, despite uh, the last time we, we chatted about Liv and other things around. I know our, our game splintered in, in many different forms, but... If, if we look at the positive point of view, um, with the exception of the equipment manufacturers running the game, 
Um, you know, I think if we can slowly tweak the ball and all that, you know, the game's in a good place because we're starting to get some people out playing more golf. I mean, we were benefited from the COVID years because of that. People realize it still is a great game. They can play with their family. They can compete. They can, you, know, you can play golf a lot of different ways, nine holes, 18, you name it. So I, we're in a good place. We definitely are in a good place, and she is, Rosang, she's just so impressive to watch, so mature for her age, so composed. All right, the U.S. Ryder Cup captain's picks. Obviously, a lot of criticism based on uh, picking Justin Thomas, who had a, a poor season. What are your thoughts about that, Frank? Um, a lot of our CBS guys, you know, we, we and women, we talked about it over the last month or so, and to be honest, um, that's pretty much the team we came with, came up with amongst ourselves. If you, if you look at from the from the point of view of the people left out, then obviously you could look at Cameron Young and say he was short served, and obviously Keegan as well. Uh, Lucas, uh, I know he played really good towards the end of the year, but his ranking, Ryder Cup ranking, was beyond um, Justin Thomas. And then the other thing, you, you know, you have an experienced captain in Zach Johnson, you have five assistant captains. They they do actually know what they're doing. And when they when they went to six and six, I think if you look at the top six, which are Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Canley, Homer, Shoffley, you've got to now pick six guys that are going to complement those guys because they're, they're search, they're the team. And I think that's where the issue comes in. I, I mentioned Scotty Scheffler being weak on the greens. Ideally, you would want your number one player to play at least four matches. So he has to be paired with someone. And there's 16 teams points available in 12. That's something the Europeans have always done better than the Americans have. They've picked relative to the team event prior to the singles. And I think sometimes Americans try to go top 1 to 12, and they've looked stronger on paper in the singles. But remember, you're only sending out eight players at a time. So you need four strong teams. And I think that's where the problem came for Zach Johnson and his vice captains. So, Scotty, who do you pair with? When you go down, it's logical in the end that you pair him with Sam Burns. Scotty only registered half a point in the last President's Cup. I know he's new to that sort of format. But I think that was one of the other anomalies. And the other one, believe it or not, I'm going to say is Jordan Spieth, believe it or not. I know Jordan, you would say it's crazy if he isn't picked. But Jordan, in my opinion, is a modern-day biosterist. He's brilliant, mercurial, um, but he's hard to play with because he can hit it in the bush. He can hold it out of a bunker. He can do all of those things. And the, one of the greatest pairings ever for Europe was Oli and Sebi because it didn't really matter how the other one played. There's a famous Ryder Cup match where Sebi didn't want to play in the afternoon. He, he was hitting the ball all over the place. And it took Tony, Tony Jacklin about half an hour on the range saying, Sebi, we need you. Just hit it. That's fine. And they played against, I think it was Tom Kite and Payne Stewart, and they hit it all over the ballpark, and they beat them. So, you know, you, you've, you've got this sort of intangible. And the only person, really, that does pair with Spieth, especially the way he's been playing in 2023, I believe is Justin Thomas. And, you know, Pixar for great players. They really are. Pixar, not the next guy. Otherwise, they would just say the top 12. Right. And Thomas is going to go on the Hall of Fame. So I believe that Justin Thomas pick wasn't as controversial as what a lot of people have made it because they're looking at form and they're looking at what he's done. I mean, he, he has the potential to play 14 matches. And just a year ago, they basically had one loss between the two of them, between Spieth, who went 5-0, and and Thomas went 4-1. and I think that has to carry some sort of cachet. So as you start going down there, then, it, then it's a little more logical where you get to. And Cameron Young probably should feel harder done by than Keegan. 
But, you know, somebody is going to lose out on that. You know, you, you, you've got to pick a team from the top down, not the bottom up. And, um, you know, I go back, they haven't won on foreign soil for 30 years. If you go back to 1993, they picked an aging Ray Floyd who was 51 years of age, who was well outside of the top 20 in points. And the, and the 12th guy was Lanny Watkins, who wasn't even the top 30. That team went on to win on foreign soil. So that's what Europe's done with the Ian Poulters of the world and that, and it's been very successful. America's trying to do the same this year. Yeah, interesting. So it's really more about the chemistry and that friendship. Um, and, well, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm going to stop you there. I, I know, okay. I've read it the same things as you. It's friendship. No, no, no. It's about pairing people up. Right. The chemistry and of the can, pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I've read is about it's a boys club and all that. No. Now, if that was the case, they wouldn't be putting their careers on the line. If they lose, Zach gets it. And he knows that. So I don't think he's just going to pick 12 friendly guys and risk losing. Okay. Great points. Very good points. Uh, Justin Thomas, honestly, it, there's a lot of pressure, as you know, at a Ryder Cup situation, but you know, all eyes are going to be on him. Do you think he's going to handle the heat? I mean, he's going into this Ryder Cup knowing he's a controversial pick. He had a poor season. He's under the gun more than ever. What are your thoughts about can he handle all of that? I think it's a defining moment. Um, it's not the end of his career. He's going to go on the Hall of Fame. It reminds me of 2011 and the President's Cup, which was at Harding Park, and a player that was out of form was picked. I mean, the captain was Greg Norman. I was the vice captain. And we didn't hesitate when we both agreed with Adam Scott. Now, Adam had a terrible year. And I remember talking to Adam for about an hour in the hallway one night because he felt the pressure. And, you know, Adam was... Just a fraction older then than what Justin is now. And I remember the talk was about your career's not over. You've had a bad year. I mean, they added up at the end of your career, not this period in time. And did Adam have the best President's Cup? No, he didn't. But two years later, he was a Masters champion and world number one. So picks are for special people. So I think what Zach... Um, Jim Furyk, Fred Couples, Steve Stricker, I'm going to leave a few out probably, Stuart Sink and Davis. I think what they're, they're also picking for the future because they're putting Justin Thomas square in the middle of the headlight. And, and I'm sure that Thomas has spoken openly about wanting to play the Ryder Cup, as has Keegan. And I think that's what I mean. The last couple of picks would have changed when Brian Harmon automatically got in and Shoffley made it. Um, that affects the tail obviously, but, but I think it's like this is a blip on the radar. That's what everybody's hoping for. But, yeah, he will feel it. When he stands there, he's going to feel the pressure. But he's, he's proven over his career that often when, when, the, when the heat's really on, he has delivered. But he has to get the – from a technical point of view, in my opinion, he's been hitting way too many draws over the last 12 months. He has to get back to that fairway finder, that cut that he could hit with his eyes closed. And then I think, as Peter Thompson once told me, you always start to putt better when you putt for birdie. And that means when, when you just give yourself more opportunities, he's hit more bad shots in 2023 because he's tried to hit the ball right to left far too often in my books. I think that would be the first thing that I'd be trying to get him to change between now and the Ryder Cup. I love that. I hope uh, he's listening to your advice. Uh, last question, Frank, because we're running out of time here. Do you think the PGA Tour partnership with the Saudis, with that public investment fund, do you think it's going to go through? Uh, I wish I knew the answer to that, and I mean, I had a lot of different things. Personally, I don't think they have handled it very well. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm obviously not in a minority on that. 
And because it's been handled poorly, I guess, over the last 12 to 18 months, that doesn't give me a lot of hope um, that it's going to go through smoothly. But I think that's also why Brooks Kepka was a no-brainer because you know, n- not only did Brooks deserve that pick, um, this is a, you know, the, the four major championships said we're going to um, allow the live players to play. The Ryder Cup is obviously run by the PGA of America from the US point of view. That shouldn't have been a hesitation. And obviously, Zach Johnson would have, I know he didn't say it publicly, I'm sure he would have considered Dustin Johnson as well. But that sure. does go a long way to at least allowing the two sides to talk because I think if they'd um, stuck their head in the sand and try to go, hey, this is the tour playing Europe as opposed to America. Then, then I think the chances of a deal would have um, would have dropped dramatic, dramatically as well. So, to me, Kepka was always going to be in on two on two fronts: one, because of who he is and how great a player he is, and secondly, because of a potential deal on the end that would benefit golf, not just the PGA Tour. Well said, as usual, Frank Nabilo. I love your insight. Thanks so much for joining us here on Talking Golf. Well, catch you later. All right, have a great rest of the season and uh, hope to visit with you again soon. All right, coming up, the uh, golf coach who actually recruited Keegan Bradley back in the day to St. John's and knows him like a son. How is Keegan really taking the snub from the U.S. Ryder Cup team? Frank Darby will join us when we come back. First, let me tell you, as the uh, brand ambassador for Ivy Cool, I can attest to the high-quality, performance-driven leisure apparel line that is perfect to wear on and off the course. Not only does the moisture sensor fabric keep me cool on the links, Ivy Cool garments also feature UPF 50 plus sun protection. All this plus a wide variety of colorful and stylish silhouettes and tops, shorts, pants, skirts, and dresses. And men can choose from any styles as well. Look your best, protect your skin. Ivy Cool, learn more at IBKUL.com. It's Talkin' Golf with Anne Liguori on The Fan. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Talking Golf with Anne Liguori. Hope you're having a great Sunday so far, a great Labor Day weekend. And, boy, I'm still fired up about the U.S. Ryder Cup captain's picks. You heard me in my intro earlier in the show. I really do think Keegan Bradley should have gotten in. And joining me now to weigh in on this is Frank Darby, PGA golf professional host of On Course on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. Hey, Frank, welcome to Talking Golf. Hey, hello, Ann. Hey, it's an honor to be on the last show of the year. I know. You are my final guest of the season, Frank Darby. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we need you to be on longer because how do you think I do all my prep for on course, which is coming up in an hour? <laughs> I do all your homework for you. <laughs> oh, it's easy. Yeah, now I'm going to have to work. I love you, Frank. You're the best. Well, listen, get it right to it. I mean, you recruited Keegan Bradley when you were at St. John's head golf coach, and I know you're still very close to him. What, what are his thoughts? What do you think is going through his mind? What are your feelings about the fact that he was omitted? Yeah, you know, it is, uh, it is definitely uh, disappointing. Uh, I can just imagine how he feels. I mean, he's a mission kind of guy. I mean, you know, when he was with me at St. John's, his mission was to get on the PGA Tour. He did everything he had to do playing by the rules, uh, working exceptionally hard. I mean, you know, everybody says that nobody works harder than this guy and that guy. I think that there's, uh, you know, they all work on the same level here where they really improve. And, you know, he, he just went through, you know, he, he did the things he had to do. He always did the right thing. And, 
he knew, you know, what the mission was. And, you know, this is a little disappointing because, you know, the criteria for making this and the picks is like a two-year plan. It's not just a one-year plan. And uh, I think he's just disappointed in, uh, you know, the great season he had and how he was overlooked. That's right. And he said in his interview with Todd Lewis of the Golf Channel right after the captain's picks were announced, he said, I've always been an outsider in the sport, but I have tried to get closer to the guys I thought would be on the team. And then he said, I feel like moving forward, he said, I'm going to have to automatically qualify for the Ryder Cup. So basically he's saying that, you know, he's not going to get on this team as a a captain's pick in the future. He's just going to have to earn one of the spots, right? Uh, definitely. You know, he was in, he's been on two Ryder Cup teams. And back then, uh, there was a lot of controversy. There was a lot of, um, you know, uh, issues out there. And, uh, you know, he did hook up with Phil. Uh, they played great. And, uh, even though they did lose the one time, uh, but, you know, yeah, it, it, I can just imagine how, it, how he feels, uh, deep down right now. And, you know what? And he says the right thing, and I, I'm gonna. I always try to say the right thing as well. This is a really, really good team that they've put together. Uh, it would have been very comparable, or maybe a little bit better, if Keegan was on it. Oh, absolutely. I know he's what 37. Is that how he? Uh, he's in his 30s. I think it's 37. He he's a lot older than you know than the guys. You know, the JT and Ricky Jordan Spieth, and uh, but I don't think age should really make a difference. I mean, look. Frank Nabilo, I don't know if you heard the interview right before you, but he made really good points about the, why JT should be on this team uh, with, you know, his chemistry factor with Jordan Spieth. But, I mean, Keegan, he basically gets, he can get along with anybody, right? I mean, but he does, he's always kind of been a little on the outside, right? Even you said when he played for St. John's. Yeah, you know, he did his own thing. Hey, hey you know what? He, they used to call him Grandpa because – he didn't want to go out at night. He wanted to be prepared for the next day. And, you know, taking him on the road, it was uh, all professional, uh, being super prepared. And I guess you get that when you have, when you have an aunt, a Hall of Famer like Pat Bradley. Right. I mean, so have you talked to him since this announcement that he got snubbed? Have you talked to Keegan at all? No, I texted him a couple of times. He's, uh, I'm sure he's just in a little show right now. He'll come out of it this week. Um, and, uh, like I said, I think, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, scenario, but I tell you what, I did text him and say, next mission, uh, best page 2025. And I guarantee you, he's getting ready for that already. Wow. I, that's going to be unbelievable. Ryder cup at Beth page in 2025. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Um, but let's go back to the captain's picks. Do you think six captain's picks are too many? Like, I personally think the top eight or ten should qualify in points, and then the captain would have two to four at max captain's picks. Maybe that would take some of this, I don't know, I hate to say boys club out of it, but uh, it would bring guys to the team automatically who basically performed the best over the course of the season based on their rankings and, and how well they performed. Yeah, I think six is way too much. I think it gives... Uh too much credence to uh, the captain picking some of his favorites. And, again, uh, it just seemed to me that a lot of these picks were based on, oh, okay, th- these six guys want to play with these six guys. And if you look at the, for the most part, the pairings are already done. I can tell you who's going out. I mean, uh, uh, so uh, I, I think it's just as uh, I, I kind of like what Dave Moss said 
uh, about his dad when his dad was the captain. Uh, the, the low 12 guys uh, were picked. There was no captain's pick. Well, you can make them work. Uh, just because one guy wants to play with somebody else, I guarantee you that uh, uh, Keegan would have been a great partner uh, for Scheffler. You know, and you could, you could inter- inter- interwine these things a little bit better with these pairings. Right. Oh, so Dave said that when his dad was captain, there were no captain's picks. No captain's picks. Or, you know, and, you know, I think they need to revamp this a little bit. I kind of like in Europe right now, you know, they do have – it's tricky over there because they got the two lists going. Uh, but they're still playing. I was watching it yesterday. They're, you know, they're up here at the Omega at a great golf course making birdies like it's out of control here. And uh, they're still fighting for those spots. Our guys now – will not have played for a month going into the, uh, uh, to the Ryder Cup. Do you think we have a chance of beating these guys for the first time in 30 years Can you on, on European soil? I mean, I can't believe it's been 30 years since the U.S. team beat the European team over there. It, it is amazing, but I tell you what, I think this is a really good team. I mean, I know that the Europeans are loaded up top between Rahm and McElroy and, you know, Fitzpatrick, but, man, the depth on this team right here, is uh, unbelievable, you know. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a good match, and uh, uh, I think the United States is, uh, you know, they're, they're going to prevail. Well, look at the end of the day, you know, Captain Zach Johnson, he picked the guys he feels will mesh the best with each other and who have the best chance of beating the European team. You know to be victorious for the first time overseas in 30 years. So either way, it's going to be full of drama. I, I, I think I told you I played Marco Simone in March. Uh, I went over there in Rome because I always like – I'll be there in a couple of weeks for the Ryder Cup, but I like to play the courses, you know, before I, I talk about it. But um, it's just – the course is going to be a lot of fun, Frank. There's lots of elevation the fairways are, are, are wide, but there's, you know, lots of obstacles, bunkers, water hazards. There are some drivable par fours, and there's some tricky par threes. And if the matches extend, you know, toward the last couple uh, holes, I think there's going to be some major drama. I, I just can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I think that going over for this trip and as well prepared as these guys are, are going to make all guys, I mean, between Zach Johnson because you know he was always playing with the chip on his shoulder. He never hit it too far, but he was so well prepared that these guys are going to go over and they're going to have a renewed confidence. Uh, there won't be, you know, there won't be any questions when they get off that plane and go. Frank Darby, always a pleasure. Our guy uh, Keegan Bradley's not on the team, but it's going to be a, a, an excellent team nonetheless. Thank you so much for joining us here on Talking Golf. Really appreciate it. And great season. Thank you. My thanks to uh, Ed Arzuman, who has run the board for this show most of the season, to E.J. Stewart this morning, to guests Frank Nabilo, Frank Darby, all my wonderful guests throughout the last six months. Talking Golf with Ann Ligori is brought to you by Ivy Cole Luxury Athleisure Apparel for men and women, featuring the exclusive Iceville cooling technology along with UPF 50-plus sun protection. Visit IBKOL.com to learn more. Hey, that's it for me this season. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did hosting talking golf since april and um hope to talk with you next season starting the first sunday in april from augusta national be kind be safe keep in touch i'm ann Lagory, wishing you the very best on and off the course we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.